that's just something that we believe strongly in as evidenced by a lot of breweries here in Jacksonville, you can still make great beer with the water that comes out of the tap. It just limits you a little bit. That's all. You should be a mayor. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I still love everybody in the city. I'm not saying that we're awesome, but we're kind of awesome. What's on tap? Uh, awesome. Heck yeah. Do you live that close to the brewery? Yeah, man, we live, um, probably less than a mile. So it's Damn. pretty, my, yeah, awesome. my commute to work is pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You ever bike it? Um, my Stacy, Stacy does a lot. She bikes, um, quite a bit. Um, I'm usually coming so early in the morning that I just, it's, it's just, <laughs> you like don't want to think about out. anything at that point. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, when I, on brew days, I get here about five thirty, so it, mm. it, rolling in, it it's just better than I haven't had coffee yet at that point. So I just, <sighs> I have that pre-made in the yeah. refrigerator. It's just like my first thing I do is chug that, and then I can figure out yeah. what's happening. I used to set a timer on the pot, but for whatever reason, I just always forget when I go to bed now. So yeah, same here. Um, all right. So before we jump into everything like that, I'll have Kev introduce us in the episode, and of course yourself, and then we can dive into your story. Um, as soon as cool. possible. Welcome everybody to Cup to Cup. What's on tap? You guys know we do this special episode every now and again. Today's special guest is Brock Flores, the head brewer slash owner of Fishware Brewing Company. I <laughs> may not be saying that right. I'm hoping I am. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said it correctly. It's fishware, right? That's right. Yeah, it's funny. Um, we get a lot of fishware and fish wire and all that stuff. I, I just don't even correct people anymore. Just let it be. Well, which one is it? Perfectly. It, it is fish. It is fish weir. That's yeah. That's well, that's what right. it is. Um, we, you you nailed weir. it right on. Yeah. Weir. Uh, yeah. Uh, we had Eric on from uh, Rev, and I mispronounced his uh, brewery <laughs> yeah. probably for the first twenty-five minutes, and he said exactly yeah, the same yeah. thing. And he says, "Yeah, I just stopped correcting." Yeah, his his thing. his is one that uh, definitely gets done a decent amount too. So I met your wife on Saturday. I had a couple of flights. She showed me around. The place is awesome. I have tons of questions. Um, I put them in the rundown. Um, some of the highlights. Uh, but I don't know anything about you, man. So just tell us your story. Cause I know your wife, I think she told me, uh, you're a chemist, uh, dentist, uh, and, and something else. And I'm probably mi- missing something really big besides the brewmaster. Obviously. Yeah. I, um, I got my uh, bachelor's degree in chemistry at Villanova university. Um, Ooh, and then please. when I graduated, I worked, um, I worked in the pharmaceutical industry for a few years and then decided I didn't want to work for the devil anymore. <laughs> so um i uh i decided uh to look for something else and um kind of found my passion in dentistry and then i went to tufts dental school up in boston and then uh i got my first bill from tufts and uh didn't know how i was going to pay for it so i uh i joined the navy and uh they gave me a scholarship to um do my dental degree awesome. and then i served six years active duty coming out of school uh, i actually met my wife at my first duty station in, in um in um charleston south carolina and uh we we moved nice. all over uh it took us across the country twice and um well three times actually and uh and then we um we settled here in jacksonville just kind of fell in love and uh decided we wanted to kind of stay put and put some roots down and then you know we we had been talking about doing something fun and exciting for a long time and um we i had always been a dream of mine to start a brewery and um, when we got here to Jacksonville, it just seemed like the right place at the right time. So that's awesome. decided to take the leap, <laughs> man. Yeah, she told me. She told me when you said that you kind of threw a curveball, and she was like, "Wait, wait, wait! I'm actually kind of like cool with what's happening right now." What <laughs> yeah. you know? she, her, her 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 version of the story is: I came home and said, "I don't want to be a dentist anymore. I just want to open a brewery." And that's that's not <laughs> yep. yeah, that's what yeah. she said. That's not entirely true, but there there might be some truth hidden in that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, yeah. We, I, I came to her one day and I just said, you know, hey, uh, I think we can give this a shot. And she kind of blew some smoke up my ass and said, sure, go for it, you know. And uh, she didn't think I'd ever be able to get the money together and raise all the money and get the business plan put together and all that stuff. And I did it in less than 30 days. So, holy shit. I was motivated. So it, uh, it, ha- it helps when you're motivated. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So are you are you still practicing? I ministry? am. Yeah, I work. Um, I work not too far from the brewery. Actually, my commute to the to my office is about an hour in the opposite direction. So uh, <laughs> I mean, a mile in the opposite direction. Oh. So I, I yeah yeah sorry. So I go. Um, I I literally I I fill up my my tank uh, maybe once a month. <laughs> I don't drive very Jeez, much yet. Man, you're it's close. Right yeah, everything's close. So <laughs> damn, yeah, that's it's awesome. pretty good. Uh, so the name, like, where did that come from? I think she said you. That's the, the. Is it the neighborhood you're in, or where you, where your house is? Yeah, we, or I mean, do we actually want to say that. Yeah, on the when podcast? we. No, that's fine. Everybody knows it at this point. <laughs> yeah. um, in fact, for a while, our uh, our home address was was on Google Maps. So you know, the world probably <laughs> knows where I live. That's fine. Um, gotcha. We live we live on a in an area um, right off a park called Fishweir Park, um, and right around the corner from us is Fishweir Elementary, and it's where. Um, like the creek that the namesake came from uh, is a tributary to the St. John's and it runs through the neighborhood. So it's kind of like a defining part of Avondale um, and part of Murray Hill, which is where we're located. So um, we were trying to think of a name that was really hyper local because I don't, the way we look at it, <laughs> when we've, you know, we've traveled a decent amount and um, being, being out there in, in, especially in Europe, you see that breweries are kind of like the, like the coolest community center you could ever imagine, you know, a place where you can go get a beer, watch sports, play some games, hang out with friends. Like that's the definition of a community center. And so that's what, that's what the brewery is. And so we wanted to have a really, really local name. So people here in the area knew that we were here to kind of represent this, this spot. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Dude, that's, <laughs> so. that's, that's very inspiring. I love that, man. That That's yeah, really it's, cool. It's a very unique story too, with with your background of doing everything. Yeah, it's a bit different. Um, a lot of my friends that I went to dental school with, or uh, they were kind of very surprised, and they were they didn't quite get what I was trying to achieve. But um, I'm really happy I did it. The beauty is, you know, you know, we we go through ups and downs in our jobs every day, so it's great because I get to come to the brewery and I work real hard, and you know, our whole team works really really hard. And then when you get frustrated. I go work my other job. So I, I kind of hit the reset button. You know what I mean? Cause I go to that job and then I, I'm really passionate about that too. And so, and then if I ever do get frustrated there, I just get to come back to the brewery and vice versa. So it's, it's really kind of a nice balance in, in all honesty. That's so you awesome. take it, you take your frustrations out on people's molars. Is that what you're uh, trying to say? Yeah. <laughs> Wisdom teeth maybe, but that's, that's really about it. <laughs> Do you still want to practice or is your main goal to just go full. full I mean, we, I try to stay really balanced with a lot of stuff I do. So I really like the idea that I'm doing both. I can't imagine I spent a long time becoming a dentist. I have a hard time believing that I would ever give that up, but I also put a lot of sweat and tears and and energy into the brewery. So it's hard not to imagine that I would do that for a long time too. So I think, I think I'd find that happy medium and I I don't, I don't see that changing anytime soon. So I have you, have That's you awesome. found that your chemistry degree helps with being a brewmaster? So, you know, I'll tell you, brewing is, um, there's a, there's a lot of like romanticism in it for sure. There's a lot of art and creativity that goes along with it. But in order to make that art and creativity work, you have to know the science. And so the science helps me a lot for sure. Um, I definitely have that background that a lot of brewers struggle to learn throughout their careers. And that was the part that I already had before I started doing this. So, um, you know, I, I had to learn all the other stuff that a lot of brewers been learning, you know, time learning, but I had the, I had the science stuff, which it, it sometimes can, can be the harder thing for some people. So, um, definitely blessed to have that as a background. Um, it helps me approach things, uh, from a, from a standpoint of, of kind of understanding a little better, um, what, what the outcome is going to be for everything we brew. Makes sense. Would you say that's a, it's a 50, 50, like a happy medium, the art creativity versus the, you chemistry? definitely have to have the creativity, man. I, I tell you it's, especially yeah. in today's world where people are using all kinds of crazy ingredients and trying to use everything that's fresh and really local. Um, you have to be really creative. Um, you almost have to approach it kind of like a chef would food. Um, mm. and so I really think that building beers is, is the same, is same thing as building, you know, um, an entree at a restaurant there's really no difference you know you just instead of salt and pepper i've got different types of grain and different yeast and different um types of bacteria and things that i can put in the beer to create flavor elements so i I, you know it's really the same thing we i take a lot of my inspiration from food because 
you know, people been doing that for a very long time and, and everybody eats. So you can learn what people like a lot from the food they eat. Dude, that's, yeah, for sure. You're like, so that area I know has pretty gnarly, like, um, farmers markets. Are you pulling from there as well? Or is it, uh, do you have like your vendors? Yeah, we, we don't pull from the farmer's market per se, but that being said, we've yeah. got a couple of people who, who interact with that, that community that have helped us find certain types of ingredients and foods and things that we want to do. Um, and we try <laughs> to keep awesome. everything really local. We try to really, we try to work with local companies, um, as much as we can yeah. and local farmers to source things. Florida is a tough state though. I mean, it's. I mean, you guys know, yeah, not, you, can not only, you can only get here. so yeah. much. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. you know, like, you know, uh, Florida grown hops are, you know, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big rarity. So, um, just recently yeah. have those started to come available. Um, we do have a lot of great ingredients here and we, we work with a farm up the road called Congre and Penn, and we're trying to really form a great relationship with them because they are essentially what to farming yeah. the, the brewing industry is to, to, you know, especially craft beer has been to the brewing industry. Yeah. They're developing and growing uh, a lot of native fruits that in Florida that haven't been grown for 30 or 40 years. And wow. so they're doing some really cool stuff. Um, and so we're, we're really excited to be using hopefully their ingredients too in the beer that we do. So. They're the farm to table yeah, place, right? Yeah, and they do like kind of. Yeah, up they north. do. Um, they're not too far from us. Um, probably about maybe 15, 20 minutes, a little bit north of us. But they um they yeah. do cider, um, and then they do a whole bunch of food. Uh-huh. And, um, they do you know food products. So they they sell a lot of stuff to restaurants here locally. Um, and they they also they grow um muscadine grapes and they grow mayhaz, which is a native fruit here in Florida, and they do a whole bunch of cool stuff like that. So we're 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 getting we're forming a really tight relationship with them. So that when all of their fruit comes to maturity, we'll be able to use that in the beer. Bring, that would Flo- be bring awesome. Florida, That's yeah, sick. bring Florida back to its roots, right? Yeah, man, for sure. Love I mean, it. Everybody knows Florida for citrus, but um, most people don't know what a mayhai is, or most people don't know what. I mean, I don't yeah, know what that. I, no I didn't know what it was until I met them either. So I'm, I'm still learning about it too. Um, Currently and, and, googling. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a really interesting fruit and. Uh, like I said, they, they're doing some cool stuff. And, and so what, what their approach to farming is kind of our approach to beer. You know, we try to do things um, that kind of bring things back to their roots a little bit. And so that that's kind of where we focus our time. That kind of gets me to my next question because um, I know I was talking to Stacey a little bit about like the, your sour and like your like a vision for that. Um, is that something you want to use those fruits for your sours going forward? And then we can talk about like the one of a kind thing you have in your uh, brewery and all that too. Yeah. I mean, we, we, um, our, our, when we started the brewery, what we missed from being out uh, West from a lot of the breweries that are out there is, um, there's a lot more of the traditional farmhouse style terroir based breweries that exist. Um, there's a lot of breweries out there that treat beer more like wine than they do beer. Mm. And so we wanted to kind of bring that to Florida. The problem is, is it takes a really long time to develop those programs and systems so it's not something that i can kind of turn on a switch and 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 two months later have really great product to offer everybody so that's why when we built the brewery out we dedicated uh, almost a third of our tap room space to our barrel room and so that facility and that space is designed to hold uh somewhere between 200 and 300 oak barrels um those would be wine barrels and so we're going to be doing a lot of long aged uh say uh, uh sours in those barrels and I really do want to use local fruits and local herbs and spices and um, vegetables and all kinds of stuff in those beers to really kind of showcase what Florida has to offer. That's that's our that's our long term goal. So in the short term, gotcha. we still do a lot of really good clean styles too. We do, um, you know, kind of the sours that you're seeing out there in the market a lot that ha- are very heavily fruited. Um, some of them even have some mm-hmm. lactose in them and stuff like that. So we we do those sours. We do some hazy IPAs. We do some more traditional styles as well. Like um, we're one of the only brews you're going to find a saison. We have a saison on tap all year round, um, and so we have we have some different styles to offer to people, um, and, and we we try to we try to kind of stay off the beaten path a little bit. So uh, real quick, because mm-hmm. uh, I'm no beer professional. I love drink beer though. Uh, I don't know what the <laughs> hell's a saison, man. Yep, Help me thank out. Thank you yeah. for asking, because I was wondering. No. That's great. Yeah. My, uh, my wife warned me before I came on not to be too much of a beer nerd when I came on. <laughs> no, so, no. Hey, uh, no, I definitely want to break it down uh, a little bit. Cause I mean, to be honest, like, you know, 
this is uh, you are 95 percent of the craft beer market people who like the beer they like the brewery environment but they they don't know they don't know the in-depth parts of what craft beer can bring right so it's a, it's a great Absolutely. question to ask um so we a saison is essentially what um bud light is to america a saison is to some parts of france and belgium gotcha and so it's what they've made for years and years and years and they make on large scales the only difference is that in flavor. So a Bud Light here, you know, is, is meant to taste as much like water as humanly possible. So uh, <laughs> seems yeah, that right. way. Yeah, yeah. So a saison is a, is very different than that. It's seasonal. It literally means that in French. And so the whole idea is that farmers and farmhouse breweries would brew beer. Everybody would brew with their leftover grain. And so each town would have kind of a different flavor based on whatever natural oh, wild wow. yeast lived in the air. That's and so cool. uh, what we have today are remnants of that. We have um, very robust yeast strains that are from that region that we use now to kind of recreate those styles. Um, and so the saisons tend to have, um, they tend to be a little bit more cloudy. Um, they tend to be a little drier, so they don't have a whole lot of sweetness. And they tend to have really cool flavors. Ours has kind of a bubble gum and like peppercorn character to it um, that huh. is really enjoyable. And, and honestly, like people sometimes are a little hesitant to try a new style, but a saison was made specifically for the summer for the farm workers who are sweating their asses off in the fields. And I don't know about you, but I just walk down the street and I sweat my ass off yeah. right now. So sounds like Florida. Yes. Yep. This yep. is the this is the yep. perfect beer, honestly, for this season and this time right here in this state. Man, hey, everybody, everybody go out Damn. and get a Saison, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I hate myself for not getting one of those uh, on, on a Yeah, well, you guys Saturday come back. We'll, we'll have it on all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on top of that, uh, Stacey was saying, so you mentioned it earlier um, about your uh, sour barrels. It's true that those barrels are going to be like a year old by the time you actually give it to yeah the that's right so um to make a traditional so what we call American barrel aged sour, which is um, of course typical Americans, we, we like to take things that people have been doing for a hundred years and turn it into our own and then call it our own. So we, we did that here with craft yeah. beer. We, we, um, we kind of designed this, um, this, this style of beer where we would stick beer in a barrel for about a year and create this nice complex sour beer. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's really, really good. Um, in Belgium and in France and some other parts of the world, they let it sit in there for sometimes three years. And so, um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to be releasing some beers here for our one year anniversary that have been sitting in oak barrels for mm, about 10 months. Um, and so that, that'll be our first true sour release from our cellar. Um, but we do have a couple of barrels that we're going to let sit for three years. And so when we get to our three year anniversary, we will blend a three-year-old beer, a two-year-old beer and a one-year-old beer together, much like they do whiskeys. Um, oh, and we my. will blend them together to make um, what they call a, a goose or a lambic. So that's a very traditional style that you would see in Europe. So um, we, we want to do those kinds of things. You don't see those things a lot. That's not something you see at most breweries. It's not things, yeah. something that you see. So there's, I mean, there's entire states in this country that don't have breweries that do that. And so we, we want to, awesome. yeah, we want to focus on that and just kind of bring something different to the table. So if we, if, so is that going to be like a $50 beer? Well, so we, <laughs> that's a good question because honestly, if you go to some go to if you go it's, to some craft yeah, it seems like it yeah, should. If you go to some craft beer bars, you'll see like a seven fifty, like a wine bottle size, and you'll see them go for yeah. thirty, thirty five bucks. It's a long time. I don't have to understand the process. You have to like kind of respect it. Sure. Though. Like it's a three year old like beer. Like I, yeah. I get that. The, the thing is, is that if, imagine this is like you, you're going into a craft beer bar, and you're going to spend thirty five bucks on a beer you've never tasted. That's tough. <laughs> Oh yeah. So yeah, our stuff, we try to keep everything really competitively priced. We, we, um, our sours that are going to come out, we're going to actually put them out in 16 ounce cans. So they'll be in a smaller offering. So you don't have to like gamble so much, you know, this, cause this may not, that's not, this is not everybody's thing. What we do is not for everybody, you know? So, um, some people really love it and they dig it and some people may not like it. So we want to offer it in a smaller format. So you can come in and get a 16 ounce can walk out the door and hey if you go home and you crack it open and it's not your favorite thing in the whole world it's no big it's only 16 ounces you know so i was gonna say uh like you said uh, it's not for everybody do you try to keep 
something there for everybody or are you just like hey this yeah, is us we, fuck you we are definitely we are definitely one of those breweries that aims to please a little bit of everyone Love so it. we uh on our tap list i mean we've got 20 taps and so we have a, a majority of the beer that we brew is what most people are really going to enjoy we've got a killer hazy ipa um we've got some we've got a really great sour on right now that's done in more of the quick style so that they're more palatable kind of bright and really easy to drink um, that one we call it takes two to mango. It's mango, um, <laughs> raspberry and peaches. So it's a super good mm-hmm. beer, really drinkable. Um, we've got another one coming out that's uh, all apricots that we call Mish Mish. It's super good. We even we even got a sour IPA. So we try to bridge the gap in between a very popular style and you know the the, the style that we like to do. So we we have a little bit of everything for everyone. Love it. So yeah, nice. And who names the beers? That's always yeah. our next question. So I'll tell you what, naming beers is the hardest thing on the planet. It really <laughs> we've, is. We've noticed that. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's se- like 7,000 breweries now across the United States. And so you, you think about how many people are trying to think of beer names and every, you know, everybody makes a lager, everybody makes a Pilsner, everybody makes an IPA. So that you can only get so creative. And what, inevitably, you'll think you've just thought of like the best beer name ever. You're the champion of beer naming. And then you go on untapped yeah. and 15 other breweries thought of it before you. So <laughs> it, it's, it's the hardest, it's the hardest part. I actually, um, I actually have a running text, uh, like group chat with a group of friends, a couple of friends of mine that are way funnier than I am. And, uh, I'll send them like maybe two weeks out, I'll send them the beer that we're going to release. And I say, okay, guys, I need a name. And inevitably they start out by making fun of me. And then eventually uh-huh. they get to a point where they come up with a really good beer name. So it, it, it's, it's <laughs> well, at helpful least they to get have, there eventually. That's yeah. right. That's right. It's, yeah. it's helpful to have, um, to have some friends around and a couple of beers while you're doing it doesn't hurt either. So yeah, yeah, we can, we can relate. Yeah, that's, that's when the creativity comes yeah. out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So would you say they name like what over under 50% of the, of the um, beers? I would say we get like the beginning process of names from beers from that kind of group of people. Gotcha. And then we usually kind of fine tune things or maybe tweak it. Um, they, people, they actually usually send okay. us in the right direction and then we can get a little creative on our end to kind of come up with a name. But I, I mean, it's hard, man. It's really hard to come up with good beer names. It's, it's a tough thing to do. I think you have two sours, but one sour, you just added pomegranate to it. Yeah, Which so one was we that? have a beer. Um, it's, it's one of our core beers that we have on all the time. It's called Pucker Factor. Oh, okay. Um, and it's a, it's a traditional, um, we, it's kind of our take on a traditional goza or a sour. Um, and so that okay. beer um, is actually, we, we brew that beer to be what we call the gateway sour. So if you're out there and, and you don't like sour beer and you come to visit us and this is kind of what we focus on, this is the beer you're going to want to start with because it's going to introduce you to sourness and what it's like to drink something that's sour or tart. So it's actually kind of a mildly tart ale. I, I always tell people it's the perfect boat beer because honestly it's, you know, it's five and a half percent. So it's super crushable. And it's nice and tart. So when you're out and it's hot outside, it's refreshing. It's really refreshing. So it's, it's a good beer. Nice. And what happens inevitably is people come in, they're like, I don't like sours. I give them that beer and they are like, okay, maybe I don't, maybe I don't hate them, you know? And it's kind of how we, <laughs> we get them. It, it just takes lead, one. That's right. Leads them down the path right. of the sours. That's right. So oh, that's we do awesome, that man. same beer that we put uh, pomegranate in as well. So it's really kind of a pretty red okay. color and it sweetens it up even a little bit yeah. more. So it's a bit more of a mild, more tart ale. Um, and people really love that yeah. one. So. Yeah, that was part of my flight. That was really good, uh, and that hazy was damn good. Thanks, man. Um, that was that was our that was our favorite out of all of them. Uh, and like we discovered, I guess with Patrick from Ruby, that we're all rookies, <laughs> and like we're just catching up to. I'm just catching up on the hazies and the sours, and now they're my two favorite. But I know like everyone's loving them now. But yeah, that was that we're, was, we're yeah, on the saisons now, Jay. We're we're way past <laughs> you. Oh yeah, saisons. Yeah, we're moving. I'm glad, on. I'm glad I could be part of that evolution. That's good. Good. <laughs> yeah 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 you mentioned something uh about the the type of brewery i think sours are in you uh it was it sounded french um i meant to go back and ask you about that and now i can't remember what it was yeah so i mean typically um like farmhouse breweries um out in belgium and france they'll make two different types of beer yeah. one is called goose and one is called lambic is okay. that what you're asking about 
No, it was like a brewery name. It was like the oh. it, it was like the title of it. I couldn't remember. You, it sounded very French and uh, eloquent. I just I just wanted you to say it again. That's all. Well, I <laughs> doubt I said that because I never yeah. sound elegant. So. I'll go I'll go back and I'll, I'll Google it. It was it was it was. I guess you were getting into the history of it, and we mentioned the brewery name um, prior to it. But um, I'm glad you brought up the the goes. It's goes right or goza? Uh, so it's goza. Um, G O S E goza pronounced that way. Yeah. Okay. And then when I order from like tap rooms. I'll say a sour and they'll just say, yeah, I have a Goza. So what is the difference if they're always like kind of combined? Yeah. So, um, it's a really great, so this part of the market is very muddled at this point, And I don't think, um, there's a lot of people very clear on it. Oh, okay. um, and you really kind of have to get into the weeds to really understand it. But a Goza is, um, was a type of beer that was made traditionally in a, in a very specific region, again, on the border between France and Belgium. Um, where the river that they used, they took the water from to brew the beer was actually a salt water river. Mm. And so the beer that came out was a salty beer, salty sour beer. And that's where it was brewed in the region called Goza. And so that's where the name comes from. Okay. So a traditional huh. Goza is a salted, usually has salt, coriander, and very heavy amounts of wheat. Um, and that, that's the style. It's usually low ABV. So it's, you know, between four and four and a half, somewhere in that range. Um, so what, what you see here, especially here in Florida, a lot of people refer to as a Florida vice, which is kind of a, a they're, they're kind of echoing back to what the style was in Berlin called a Berliner Weiss. So a Berliner Weiss is also another type of sour beer, except in Germany, they couldn't use wheat. So it was all barley. So here in Florida, people make a Florida Weiss because what we do is we take a Berliner Weiss, which is a sour ale. And we add a ton of fruit to it because that's what we're good at. <laughs> and so that's, that's, that's really kind of what started here in Florida was that style of beer. So those, okay. you know, pomegranates like we have, or the, you know, takes two to mango or the apricot that we have coming out, or even some of the people who are doing crazy fruits and lactose and vanilla and all that kind of stuff. Those are all like American versions of sour beer. Uh. Gotcha. Because yeah. I remember seeing Goza's before sours. I mean, it just seemed like I would see that on a board before I saw a sour like two years ago, but I could be wrong. Yeah, no, you, you definitely did because for okay. a long time that people put everything under that blanket. So it gotcha. was if you made a sour beer of any kind, they just called it a Goza, even okay. though it may not have salt or coriander in it, it would, they would just call it that. So hmm. got it. As with any other type of beer, you know, things evolve. And as there, as this particular style, the sour category as a whole is getting bigger and more prevalent, mm -hmm. um, there's going to be more and different styles that are going to come out and you'll start to learn more about them the more you drink them. Gotcha. As a, as a man of, uh, as a man of chemistry, uh, you were just talking about how Belgians use their, their water that had a bunch of salt in it and used it to their advantage almost uh jacksonville has some pain in the ass water from what i understand uh it's do pretty you terrible. just you just embrace it or <laughs> is it a pain in the ass for you as well no we we spent uh and just an exorbitant amount of money getting an ro unit for the building okay so every um every beer that we brew here at fishweir we construct the water profile the salt the the um the different types of salts that are in the water we build them from scratch every time um, so we, I don't trust the Jacksonville water at all. Yeah. And it's very limiting. Um, it can, it's only really good for certain styles. If you ever notice when you come to Jacksonville, there's a style of beer here that everybody makes. That's really, really good. And that's brown ales. We make killer brown ales here. Um, that actually makes sense. Yeah. And, that's and so that's the because the water is perfect for a brown ale. Yeah. Okay. When you filter it through a carbon filter, it is perfect for a brown ale. It's really, it's huh. just right on. So, huh. yeah. So we, we start from scratch with everything we do just to make sure that the profiles match what they're supposed to be. Wait, wait. And we're all, and honestly, the, the biggest tweaks that we do in recipes are usually with the water profile. So we don't change sense. the malt and hop profiles that much once it gets into the big system, but we'll, we'll tweak water quite a bit to try to really kind of hone that in. Do you feel like you almost have to use, uh, if you are brewing in Jacksonville, you almost have to use the reverse osmosis? It, there, there are certain styles that you can get away with here. Um, and I mean, there's a perfect example. There's some great beers coming out of this city um, from breweries that don't have RO units. That being said, it does limit you a little bit. And we like to do a little bit of everything. And so because we do mm -hmm. so much variance, we have to have the ability to control our water profile. Um, otherwise, <laughs> if you guys came here and drank 
a pilsner that I made, it wouldn't taste <laughs> wouldn't right, taste right. very good. So um, it's really that's the it, the water is very very important. Gotcha. So did you go right in like when you opened the brewery, you knew you were doing that, or did you find out like the hard way? Um, I knew I knew we were going to do it no matter what, just because okay. of the type of person that I am, I can be. <laughs> a little bit crazy about that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so just because that, that's something that was important to me, I knew that we were going to do that. So, gotcha. I mean, to, to, to be honest, there's not that many breweries that have RO here in Jacksonville to be honest. I mean, there really aren't. Yeah, um, I know that's what, what um, Hyperion, Hyperion was saying. Um, yep. Hyperion was saying that he says there aren't that many. Um, I will be honest with you. Um, you were about to say wicked. Um, they didn't have it originally. And I, or maybe they did, or maybe I, I got accustomed to beer and I tried them again. But in the beginning, I didn't like their beer at all. And, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that they didn't have that running. All, okay. You know, their, their RO wasn't at a hundred percent the day they opened. And That's so crazy, they, man. they've, they've definitely fine tuned that they've, they had some issues with it. And, but I mean, now they, they start with scratch water, just like we do. We build everything from scratch. Okay. So that's um, crazy more, how more much more, water affects. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's massive. I mean, think I mean, think about it, right? So if you're drinking a if you're drinking a a, a pilsner or a lager or any, you know even just a Coors Light, you're drinking a five percent beer. Ninety five percent of that is water. Mm, true. So that's true. Water makes a big difference. Um, then so. be the facts. Then be the yep. facts. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's crazy. So yeah, oh, it's man. a big it's a big part of it. But that be, I mean I don't that's just something that we believe strongly in as evidenced by a lot of breweries here in Jacksonville, you can still make great beer with the water that comes out of the tap. It just limits you a little bit. That's all. Okay. You should be a mayor. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, I, he's say, like he's... I still love everybody in the city. I'm not saying that we're <laughs> awesome, but we're kind of awesome. I mean, your chemistry has like been on point, but your history, uh, you're a historian, buddy. Um, yeah. that was like the things you were yeah. saying that like, in the, uh, <laughs> in the middle it. East or the, in, in, in Europe, I'm like, oh, how does he, you know, the history and you know, the chemistry, which is pretty, pretty. You cool. sure you don't have a history degree as well? Yeah, I don't. I, so I, uh, when I was active duty, I deployed. Um, and so I was on a ship for seven and a half months and I couldn't brew for that time, obviously. Um, except for the hooch in my cabin, maybe, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, True story? I couldn't. Yeah, no, actually, no, it's not. I wish it was. <laughs> um, I wish I was going to ask. All right, yeah. teach us. I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but all I could do was read. And so I read a ton. And a lot of the really good brewing books that are out there, they start with chapters on history about, and it helps you kind of understand where beer comes from so that you know kind of why beer is a certain way, you know, because mm -hmm. for a long time, people didn't understand what yeast was. They had no idea. And so there are tons of different cultures around brewing all over the world that are based in just how they did things because that's just what they were taught. It was like an oral tradition. It was passed down from generation to generation. And so just recently within the last hundred years or so, have we kind of tamed what beer is so that we can kind of control it a little bit more. So it's, mm. you know, it's definitely, again, that's that romantic side of it for sure. It was like, I guess three or four years ago, I was kind of getting bored with the craft brewer scene. And then you guys started coming out with like all these new beers that I didn't know really existed. And there's still <laughs> more out there. I mean, this is the truth. Like it was there's like, a time. I, yeah. yeah, I just got tired of the IPAs and like stouts. I was like, it's not cold in Florida. I can't really drink a stout when it's hot. Uh, and then I just kind of switched to whiskey for a while. And then for the last like year and a half, uh, since all these new beers started coming out, I swear I've been drinking more. And obviously because of the podcast. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps. It helps that there's a lot of new places that are opening up that are doing some of those more yeah. niche products, the sours, and it, it does help. It helps a lot because um, it, then when people come into our tap room, they already know, so it's not. I yeah. don't have to teach them from scratch. So it, it's really nice to have that. Yeah, and you have the sour tap room that is, I think, is pretty um, pretty badass. I don't think a lot of people know, um, which I think once that starts growing and people actually like get to know the sours they'll like like appreciate that 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 room a little bit yeah more. well you guys should definitely uh, our one year anniversary is december 7th yeah you guys should definitely come down uh that'll be our like i said we're releasing two sours that day from the from the barrel program um and they're they're it's just like i said come down check them out you know yeah it, it, you'll be able to learn and find out whether or not that's something that you like so it was, it looks just like, guys, it looks just like a whiskey barrel room. Like when I walked in, I was like, why awesome. are there so many whiskey barrels in here? And then she kind of went into that a little bit. So they weren't whiskey, they were bourbon, correct? Uh, actually, so we have a couple of bourbon barrels, but the majority of the barrels we have in our barrel room are actually white wine barrels. And most okay. of them are from central coast of California, Chardonnay barrels. That's awesome. Yeah. Damn. 
All right, so um, your wife's going to kill me if I don't bring this up. You guys, FSU uh, plays Saturday. Go um, Noles. I know, she, I know she's having like a panic attack about like the beer and the and the design of it, um, but that's going to get released, I guess, what, Friday or Saturday as well? Yeah, so Saturday at noon, we'll have the cans ready to go. Um, nice. The beer is called uh, Garnet and Gold Nail. Um, Love it. So we're, yeah, we're really excited about it. I wanted to call it Taggart time, but, you know. Uh, <laughs> that would have been good too. We'll yeah. get, we'll, we'll, there's, you know, there's we'll, more we'll staying it. power with the other ones. Just want to throw I agree. It out there. I agree. Yeah. That's Did why we decided to go that way. Has she yeah. converted you? Um, so ironically, my roommate in dental school was a Florida state alum. And so Let's I, go. I started getting into Florida state long before I met Stacy, but okay. it certainly helps having <laughs> a wife who, who really loves Florida state football. And yeah. I went to a basketball school. So having football, um, now, and you know, I, I, it's really awesome. So I, I really like it and I'm probably a bit more into it than she is, which is sometimes Ooh. a bad thing. <laughs> nice. I can, uh, I can attest to all the best looking women went to Florida state. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All of our wives, uh, all, yeah, actually all of our wives and us all graduate from Florida state. So good. Touche Kev. Touche. Yep. That's good. Um, I like that. Um, the other thing she did and you guys, I guess, worked really hard too, is getting, uh, becoming like the FSU watch party for the year. Right. Yeah, we, we we had to work pretty hard on that because we don't serve hard alcohol. And so mm-hmm. that was kind of a little bit of a uh, drawback for them. Um, but they decided to kind of make two different watch parties here in Jacksonville. And so we're going to be the one um, that's kind of closer to downtown. And then they'll have one out at the beach as well. Um, Is that Surfer? Um, I'm, I think that's where it's at, yeah. Yeah. And nice. um, so, yeah, we're, we're really excited because we, I mean, you know, Stacy loves Florida state. I love Florida state. We yeah. were season, season ticket holders when we first got here. And, um, awesome. you know, we, we love the history and the tradition that Florida state brings to football. So we're really excited to, to be part of that. And, um, we hope that, I mean, I'm hoping and praying for a good season because we want to have good turnouts for people yeah. to come out we and were check talking out. You and us too. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we went to, I guess, Atlantic beach brewery was one for a minute. Um, and then, uh, they got, got in a little trouble cause I guess they had it. They were playing the, playing one of our Florida state games on TV, but the audio was a Gator game. Oh no. Yeah. That's, that's not going to end well. Terrible. We will not make that mistake. I promise you. You sound just like your wife. She's like, we will not make that mistake. Yeah. Uh, We, I actually, I actually was just today in the brewery. We set up our hundred inch uh, projector. So we'll have that ready to go for game. Nice. Here we go. um, I got, I got two more speakers put up so that the, the game noise and sound from the TV will be just a bit louder in here that day. So nice. That's going to be nice. I'm bummed. Uh, my sister sucks and she's having her 30th birthday in Miami uh, <laughs> and dragging me down there. And she kind of forgot that Florida State is playing in my backyard. And so I won't be able to make it either to the game or your place. This you Saturday, have, but I this will is, be there. These are Saturdays in the South, guys. Yeah. Like this is not the kind of thing you, you just people need to plan way better than I, I agree. You know? I agree. <laughs> I agree. Trust me. I'm not walking into this birthday like happy. Like she's I'm going to be moping <laughs> the whole time. I'm going to be pissed good uh so yeah i know that's awesome man i mean that was one of the re- there's two re- uh reasons or three reasons you guys are a brewery i gotta have you on um and the second one we had a guy named frank message me and tell me you guys have to get fish weird. their story's awesome they're really good beer um so thanks frank for getting um helping me get you guys on and the third main reason you guys is an fsu bar yeah thanks frank good stuff frank so it just it's clicked awesome. too well man and hopefully you guys have a good turnout and hopefully it keeps um we have a good season because that's all that matters. Like the season matters more to me. Believe me yeah. when I tell you that. I, yeah. If nobody Love shows it. up, I'm okay with that. The season matters a whole lot more. So, but it nice. would be best if both things happened. That's absolutely, right. absolutely. <laughs> and I think if the season is good, people are going to show up no matter what. For so maybe, sure. Maybe we're a good luck charm. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know. Who doesn't? So who doesn't want to enjoy a delicious beer and watch FSU kick ass? Seriously. Absolutely. Especially when it's a garnet and gold nail. So. Yep. Yeah. True. And your area is like set up perfectly for that too. Um, it's so big and but spread out and like I don't know. It's got a good feel. I'm pumped to actually watch a couple games there this season. Yeah. Good. Glad we're going to be excited to have you guys. Yeah. Um. All right. So what we'll do next? Uh, we'll jump into Lonely Island. Um. Then beer trivia and then some drinking buddies. Did you see some of these? I did. I, so it's funny I, when you guys, um, you guys sent me some of the notes and then uh, I was listening over the last few days, I was listening to some of the couple episodes that you've done and, <laughs> yeah. and a couple of, you know, my, my original thoughts, a couple of them have gotten stolen already and I'm kind of Ooh, upset by yeah, that. So, man. Uh, yeah. 
but yeah. this is, these are these are great questions. So I, I I appreciate that you went and listened, and then are you going to give us some new ones because we write them down? I know a few of my buddies have told me they've already tried beers that you guys have told me so um, or said on the podcast. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let me hit this intro to Lonely Island, and then we'll start those up. I'm still Oh, <laughs> I like the Wilson at the end. That's good. That's good. I like. I got a laugh. I got a laugh from Brock. Wilson. I love it. All right. So the first question, uh, the rules are: if you were stranded on an island and only had to bring one of these beers, what beer would it be? So the first one uh, from your brewery, which beer would it be? So I can imagine that a desert island is going to be pretty hot. So mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to bring our Pilsner, which is just a really super easy drinker. Um, it's just really solid. Uh, it's really just a really good crisp beer for a nice hot day. So um, nice. that's definitely what I would bring. With and me. what's the name of that one? That one's called Lazy River. It's kind of oh. uh, Lazy River is actually a nickname for the St. John's. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So it seems we're, perfect we're, for for a desert island. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is this one on tap year round? It is. It's one of our core beers, and it's actually one of the beers that we distribute out in the market. So um, we're probably. 50 locations across Jacksonville. So that beer um, is out there in the market. Awesome. I was going to ask that. I forgot she said you guys were just uh, distributing um, within the market. I didn't know if you guys actually went down anywhere else in Florida. Yeah. So we're not anywhere outside of essentially Duval and a little bit in St. John's County just because okay. we, we have a small footprint. Uh, but you know, we're, we're just going to focus on growing here in the Jacksonville area. And then nice. after that, hopefully I mean, like I said, we, we would love to come to Tallahassee as soon as possible. So and nice. Orlando. please come on down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chase yeah. is like Tallahassee, and then I hear Kevin in the background. Winter Garden, <laughs> Winter Garden, very specific city. <laughs> I'll work on that city specifically. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Oh, After Tallahassee. That. Yeah. <laughs> what you can do is basically collab with Cricket Can, and that would give Kevin the there biggest like uh, hard on ever for, or hard on. Yeah, yeah. that one's a good brewery. Was, very good brewery. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. So one beer excluding your own brewery. So this was, this was a, this is a tough question because, um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great beers out there. Um, Mayor Brock. It's tough. This is tough. <laughs> this is a really hard question. I mean, but so my, my favorite brewery, um, is Russian river. And so okay. I would probably either take Pliny the elder, which is a very, you know, famous beer, or I would take anything sour that they produce because it's just really, really solid. So where, where are they located? Uh, they're in Santa Rosa, California. So they're just a little bit touched north of San Francisco. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So if you guys have never, um, if you guys ever go to California or anybody listening to this podcast goes to California, that is one of those breweries that you should travel to the state of California solely for the purpose of going to that brewery. That's well, how damn. good it is. Yeah. And apparently wow. they got pizzas there too, guys. They just do. Throw they, that they, out their there. food is, their food how, is killer. How do you know this, Kevin? I Google fast, man. <laughs> I, that was really fast. Uh, yeah, how long have they been around? Uh, either Brock um, or Kevin. So yeah, they've been they've been around uh, probably <laughs> close to 10, 10 years. They're double digits, okay. I think. So um, and they just opened a brand new production facility that is supposed to be like Disneyland for adults. Damn. So um, so it's, it's I haven't been yet, but um, that that brewery is really fantastic, and I, I highly recommend anybody who can get their hands on some of that beer or go to the brewery definitely do it. It's actually a, it's actually a beautiful building for the record. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. They um they distribute um across the US um and okay. sometimes you see stuff in Florida but it's very rare. Got it. Yeah. So, I'll look out. Yeah. All right. Beer trivia. Where is my intro? My I can't find my wife. <laughs> there it is. Oh, all right. Weird. He runs into that problem often. <laughs> So, uh, backstory, the, that person that said trivia is my wife, Brock. Nice. Now it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I distorted her voice and, uh, she hates me for it still. Um, <laughs> all right. So the trivia question today will be according to Cape town magazine, what period in history were children encouraged to drink beer for nutritional benefits? Mm. And I'll give you the list, uh, during the Renaissance industrial revolution, middle ages, or age of discovery. 
Well, I don't even know what the age of discovery is. So. Me either. Uh, it was. It was. Yeah, it was there. Uh, and so, so much for my there. historian marker. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go with Kev. Kev, you go first, and then Brock, and then Chase. Uh, I think it's definitely the Middle Ages. That's what I'm going with. Okay, hundred percent. I don't know why you're putting the Asian there. Let's do that. Honey, uh, honey, <laughs> Brock. Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time with the Industrial Revolution just because that was time of prohibition too. So I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't. There's, there's definitely some suffrage going on. I, I, so I would say I'm going to go with the the Middle Ages too. Nice. Yeah. Chase. I'm going to be different. I'm going Industrial Revolution. Yeah, that's going <laughs> to be the like, right answer. Fuck watch. you guys. <laughs> uh, no, it is Middle Ages, boys. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? All right. So backstory with uh, Chase Brock. Uh, Chase, did you want to pick Middle Ages? But I did not. It? I did not. You did. No. Okay. Oh, I was always going to. I was always going to pick Industrial Revolution. Okay. Are you the uh, Are you the odd duck of the family? He, he I, won't. I answer don't the like same. to re- repeat answers. So. Yeah. <laughs> so on the other side of the podcast, he's he's gone. Like I mean, he's got a good uh, streak going. But for for a couple episodes, he's like over two, over three. But he had the right answer. But because someone chose it, he wouldn't pick it. Not going <laughs> to do so. it. What if money was on the line, Chase? Would you do it? How if much real, money? Real true money. A hundred bucks. Probably, yeah. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a cheap date. Yes. <laughs> My wife can attest to that. You could have said $50. That would have been fun. You could have said $5. Yeah. I don't even know why I asked. Yeah, I was going to say, why did, why did I have to ask? You made it sound like it was going to be a lot. Yeah, no, Everybody like a penny probably price, would have done so. it. Yeah, he had a low price, Brock, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, drinking buddies. Hold it now. Time to get drunk with my drinking buddies. Drinking buddies. Oh, Chase, every time. Um, (laughs) I always think you do it live. All right. uh, Maybe I do. Celebrity beer pong. Who's your partner, Brock? So there's, there's, there, by the way, you guys have had some great answers to these questions. Like, awesome. Some good ones (laughs) I didn't think of. Okay. (laughs) So I I talked a little bit earlier. I went to Villanova for for undergrad. So Uh I'm a big college basketball fan. Jay Cutler. Also, yeah. <laughs> also, I don't like losing a beer pong. I hate losing a beer pong. Oh, they got another chase. So I, I would definitely have to go with a basketball player, and I'm going to go with the coach. So I'm going to stick with Jay Wright as my beer pong okay. partner. Okay. Right. So there you go. Two-time national champion, head coach, and uh, t- you know, three, four Final Fours and a couple of Elite Eights, and he was a, a great player when he played at Hofstra. So I, I definitely got to go with the guy with the who can shoot the deep ball. Yeah, he'd mm. probably be okay. criti- critiquing your form. He do might, you, but that's do fine. That one again? Because, yeah, yeah, for you know. for a good way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all so I, I want I, now, all I want now is Chase to come down and we play a game of beer pong, just you and him, because let's uh, do it. I would love to watch like that. The competition. That go down. Yeah. I'll yeah. set it up in the tap room. We can make. Let's do it. Shit. <laughs> Call do down. Play beer pong in a tap room, uh, Chase. Um, I don't think the I have. Pressure's on. I don't think Chase I have. Beer, is on. Beer, beer pong has never been played in our tap room either, so it'd be a. There it is. Oh, we're we're trendsetters. <laughs> I'm coming. That's awesome. You're about to have Florida State uh, alumni there. It's gonna happen yeah, probably yeah. before us. Whether That's you like it problem. or not, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, athlete chug off. Who could you beat? I'm I'm terrible at volume chug. Like I just can't. That's not something That's, I can see, do. See, Jay, well. I am not the odd one out. Man, it's tough. I like how there's Brock there's is terrible like relating to everybody. There's terrible, and then there's Kevin. No. Yeah, well, I might be able to beat Kevin, so maybe I'll choose him. I don't know. Are you an athlete, Kevin? <laughs> okay, all right. You said it has to Are be an athlete, athlete though. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no I definitely. Uh, this is just because I'd want to meet him, and I'd be happy to lose. Uh, I definitely choose Mike Trout. Just because he's the Love greatest it. baseball player of all time, in my opinion, whoa, at this whoa, point. So. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. He's on his way. Nothing. He's on that's his way. He's gonna, Brock, that's a he's bold statement. There. If he keeps it up another ten years, then I think well, I I'd think agree. He's got to be that long, he, Chase. I mean, he's, he's got he's got longevity in him, man. I think he's really going to do something special. So, I mean, I know I know there have been people that have matched him year for year. But I mean, he's about to win his fifth MVP, and it's like not oh, even he's, a question. He started you know? at such a young age that definitely gives him. I mean, he's twenty eight yeah. right now. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. His first game was nineteen years old in the big leagues. That's just that's nuts, crazy. You know. Yeah, he's a. Is monster. he one of the ones that got the, like the ten year deal? Uh, yeah, the Angels signed him to a massive ten year deal. Honestly, to be fair, uh, it wasn't as big as I thought it would be. Yeah, just he's not as big as it could have been. Yeah, not as big as it could have been. The Yankees would have definitely paid more money for him, but he's such a quiet, kind of reserved guy that I don't 
you know, but uh, but I, maybe if after he does the volume chug, he might come out of his shell. You know, <laughs> so, I like you know, it. Loosen him up a bit. Yeah. All right. Fictional character cornhole. Uh, who's your partner? Oh boy, um, that's a that's a <laughs> this is a hard question. So it I'm threw, also yeah. I'm also really bad at cornhole. <laughs> so <laughs> I I don't know why I'm not good at that game. I, a lot of my really good friends went to school in the Midwest, and we'd go out to tailgates, and I, they all play cornhole, and I just never I was just never any good at it. Um, I would say fictional character. Um, I got to choose James Bond. Love what? it. Hell yes. Yeah. Which, right, which, yeah, James which Bond? Bond. Which James, yeah. Or are you just so, saying the character itself? I think the character itself, because that way, if I'm choosing to play with him, that means I get to play with all of them. Ooh. You know? So, so you know, I get mm. to play a little bit of Sean Connery, Ooh. a little bit of Daniel Craig. Mm. You know, I could probably skip the Pierce Brosnan, but that's all right. You know? <laughs> so, um, Pierce yeah, doesn't I mean, want to love right now. Pierce does not <laughs> seem like a cornhole player. Let's be honest. No, he it's doesn't. True. It's true. But at least if it, with Daniel Craig, if you lose, uh, he's going to beat the shit out of you. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You got that pressure on you. That's oh, right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, dude, uh, this is awesome. You're a historian, a chemist, a dentist, uh, a Whoa. Navy man, and a brewer, dude. This and is soon to be a mayor, right? Yeah, yeah. Soon to have. Yeah, you make Let's us see. all look lazy as hell. So I yep. appreciate that, man. Well, I'm glad I could do something in this world anyway. <laughs> well done, bro. Uh, be- yeah, man. Uh, before I let Kevin wrap it up, um, yeah, let everyone know where to find you the best way, um, where you're located, and um, they can all be, obviously find you on our website. We always try to launch that too, but um, do that, and then we'll wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, man. We're so we're located in uh, the Murray Hill neighborhood of, of Jacksonville, which is just right outside of the downtown area. Um, it's a really cool neighborhood. A lot of up and coming businesses here. Um, you can find us on our website, fishwearbrewing.com. Um, you can find us on this, all the socials, the face smash and Instagrams of the world. <laughs> um, so, um, at, at fish we're brewing. And then we have a Facebook page too. Um, so definitely check us out. Um, we, we post about what we're doing on a daily basis and, uh, um, be happy to see you here in the tap room. Awesome. Can't wait, man. Yeah. Definitely, Dude, definitely yeah. going to try and come down. Yeah, it's a great do. beer, guys. Absolutely great beer. Great location. You guys are Knowles. So, I mean, yes. it's, yep. it's a win, win, win. Yeah. So well, I'll, I'll be, be there. I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting to whoop you guys in some beer pong. <laughs> That'll be Chase. I am not good. I'm, I'm going to say it right now. I'll take the ass whooping, but I would love to watch you and Chase go at it just to watch that. It'll be fun uh, stuff, man. Throw down. It'll be fun. Uh, stuff. Chase is a sore, sore loser, by the way. So I don't lose, so I don't have to be sore. Case That's in point. There it challenge is. accepted. <laughs> if if Jay, if Jay writes if Jay writes here when you guys come to do beer pong, I just you know you guys knew in advance. I warned yeah, you. I'm just gonna yeah. walk out. I'm gonna be like, nope, <laughs> like, nope. Shit. You, well, first you're gonna go shake his hand, and then, oh, right, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm also leaving though. He's like, I'm here to play beer pong. I'm like, I'm here to watch. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna watch you guys. I forfeit. I like it. Kev, uh, I've noticed in the past couple episodes, I just have never let you wrap this up. No, so I apologize, I, uh, sir. Um, I, I enjoy hearing your voice wrap it up. But uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody, uh, for joining us today. Thanks a lot, Brock, for stopping by. We really enjoyed your story, man. That was really cool. Uh, make sure that you guys are still getting involved with our show. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Cup to Cup Show. And check us out, our website, cuptocuplife.com. Send us a voice nugget. Get ready for the new episodes coming up, and yep. go. And, um, yeah, go check out Brock yep. and the boys there. Fishwire, Kev. I'm sorry, you were about to say Go Knowles, and I interrupted you. Go Knowles, Go Knowles, <laughs> Go Knowles. <laughs>